You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Inside Purple and Gold. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. It's Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock. If you're watching this on our stream or the video, both me and Tom look like we've seen better days. It's <laughs> tired. Um, covering this team, you're like pulling your air out every Sunday, and it takes a couple of days to bounce back. So that's why we look how we do. But we are covering a 10-2 and football team. Um, and the Detroit Lions coming up this weekend, Vikings have a chance to win the division. We'll get more into the kind of intricacies of the Lions in Thursday's episode. Kind of want to talk big picture in this episode. Tom, we talked about it the other day. They are 10-2, and two, but they are 9-0 and oh in one-score mm-hmm. games. I think according to ESPN Stats and Info, that's an NFL record for most consecutive wins in one-score games to start a season. I think the record for most one-score game wins in a season is 10. Um, the Vikings are currently 9-0 and oh, if history serves – they're going to play a couple more one score games. So they probably have a chance mm-hmm. to break yeah. that record. Yeah. Why, why are they so good in these games? Why is it luck? Is it skill? Is it both? I, I mean, it, it seems unfathomable that, that they're nine and oh in these, these type of situations. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, which game was, did they win by more than one score? And it was the Packers obviously. And in, in, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 325 game to start the season which seems like so long ago. Um, I, you know, even in that one, I, you know, I said early on, like if Watson catches that ball, that's yep. a touchdown. If Rogers scores and it was really weird that I think they took the Lafleur took the ball out of his hands near, near the goal line. If they score, that's like a 21, 23 game. And that's a, you know, that's a one score game. So I think some of it's luck that Watson drops the ball or, you know, I mean, the, the, the Vikings have had some lucky bounces. I think some of it's this weird defense that we talk about, Ben, don't break that mm-hmm. they'll give up these gash plays. Right. And we were talking after the jets game, some of the better teams may just score on those, but they are keeping the gash plays from being scoring plays and then locking down near the goal line. Um, and then obviously the biggest thing to me is that Kirk cousins has been better in clutch situations. And I think part of that is he's been able to flush poor starts you think of buffalo he didn't really start well against new england but even the jets game in a different kind of magnitude was pretty poor most of the game and then put together this scoring drive so i think it's it's probably that red zone defense and kirk cousins yeah and it's it's amazing though right like it we talked a lot about it on sunday like 
the, his ability to bounce back from these slow starts, right? The defense's ability to play a game where they just kind of get gashed, but they step up late. Um, the fact that they're all able to bounce back from whether it's from the quarterback to Dalvin Cook to Justin Jefferson to anyone on the defense, whenever they're playing poorly for a stretch, they're able to kind of ratchet it back up when, when, when it really matters. And I think part of that comes down to coaching. Part of that comes down to confidence. But Kevin O'Connell talking to reporters yesterday, I think the quote was, he was asked about like, how how are you always, how do you guys always manage to come through in these situations? He said, I don't think it's an accident that our team continues finding ways to win and doing enough. We're setting ourselves up to do those things, to win those games in the end. Our guys are confident that we're going to win those games because they've done it and they've proven it. I think you saw that this weekend, like, they are confident. They believe they're going to get the stop. They believe they're going to get the drive when they need to. And maybe some of that is like easy fodder for just like us to talk about on a podcast. Like, do like, I feel like they probably believe they're going to score every time they get the ball, but they don't. But like, mm-hmm. it does seem like when they have needed a drive on offense or they have needed a stop on defense, that confidence has, has risen and, and has come up and, and they've, they've gotten those, those big plays they didn't get them last year. I think they played in 14 one score games last year and they were six and eight in those games. I think Mm -hmm. there was a kind of sense of, Oh no, here we go again. If a game started to run away from the Vikings last year and years prior, Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem to kind of happen. That doesn't seem to exist as much this year. The game does start to run at some point, um, but they're always able to get it back on track. Yeah. I was thinking back, um, so Patrick Peterson was advocating for Mike Zimmer after the Packers lost when it became clear Zimmer was out, the season was over. It was as devastating of a loss as you could have had last year. And he said something along the lines is like, oh, we'd be like a three-loss team if we just kept winning games, you know, that were like by one score or whatever. And you're like, you know, you wonder if, if yeah. like Quasi and, and O'Connell were like, yeah, that's what we're trying to do this year. Um, I don't know if this is by design. It's likely, you know, they've talked about, I think, more and more. They've been willing to admit, like, eh, we should have stepped on the gas against the Jets or the Chicago. Or, you know, I mean, there's not much more you could do in that Patriots game. They're not. There's not much more you could do in the Buffalo game. Certainly, yeah. you could have, like, made the, the Dallas game more competitive. But we saw in that game, the Colts kind of hung with them for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, like, once that damn breaks, you, they just get so out of control, right? Um, so, you know, but there are some of these games that could step on the gas and I think they are kind of playing with fire, especially as they get into better, you know, competition, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think part of it is it's two completely separate situations with Zimmer. It was a guy who knew his job was on the line going into this season and not, I actually thought he was a great coach for a while. I think at some point, you know, we're seeing more offensive coaches, more younger coaches, more kind of collaborative coaches rather than um, authoritarian. But I think um, that's always going to, a coach in his seventh or eighth year is going to be under a lot of pressure where naturally O'Connell comes in and they created pressure for themselves by not burning it down. They could have gone through this kind of this whole, Hey, we got to flush the whole thing and start from scratch or whatever, but he still just has less pressure because he's, he's new. You know what I mean? There's only so many expectations in the first year, especially after you're coming off of five, you know, two um, 500 seasons. And, and then you get into what, what's been emphasized, how different O'Connell and Zimmer are offensive defensive coach, but also like, an older guy who's kind of hard bitten, who didn't even think he was going to get the job. Right. He said he didn't, he wasn't even going to show up for the interview to O'Connell who got interviewed by multiple places coming off a of Super Bowl, part of the McVay scheme, 
young, you know, kind of cheery or whatever, you know, like he, he's all about culture and stuff like that. So I think, I think it's, there's been a lot emphasized between the two coaches and that makes sense, but it's also two completely different situations that the coaches were in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's that's fair. But I do think like O'Connell has made the most of his situation. He's come in and I think culture is such a buzzword in sports. Mm-hmm. Like if a team underperforms, you just automatically blame culture. If a team overperforms, some would argue yeah. like the Vikings are doing right now, you automatically chalk it up to well, their culture is so good, they always know they're gonna come through. But I do think there's something to that this year with O'Connell. And I've seen it in like a lot of these videos, like sports teams across like all sports are doing this, but the Vikings are doing a good job this year. Like kind of giving you like a behind the scenes look, whether it's mm. Kevin O'Connell's speech in the locker room yeah. post game or Kevin O'Connell mic'd up that entire game against the Patriots. They just dropped that video last week. I'm sure they'll drop another this week, but you see these interactions that he's having with players and like they seem genuine. And I think mm-hmm. it would be hard to fake that this year for the, the, the amount of time and the amount of videos and the amount of content that they've dropped, like this isn't an act. It does seem like that he, he cares about these dudes. He talks to them like they're, they're people, like they're peers almost. It's not like this hierarchy, like my way or the highway, listen to mm-hmm. me. And so I think culture does kind of matter in this. And so I, while I, I think you're right, like the situations that, that each coaches were in were, were different, like similar situation in, in the end of his Vikings tenure, mm-hmm to O'Connell's situation this year where the pressure is it's starting to ramp up now because they're 10 and two and they they're legitimate Super Bowl contenders, but there wasn't a ton of pressure this, this year. And I think that kind of allows you to coach more freely. That allows you to your players to kind of play more freely. But I think he deserves credit for that too, because he has cultivated this thing where it's like, we're all in this together and it, we like are working towards the same goal and like no one is better than anyone else. Yeah, I and I think the culture does matter in this sense. Like, think of that Cincinnati team that came out of nowhere. Like, imagine what you know Vikings fans were thinking in Week One, where they're like, "Got to take care of business in Cincinnati because you know you have Cliff Kingsbury and you have to go into Arizona the next week and you're starting two games on the road." And it's very funny to think of like Arizona's situation with Cliff Kingsbury, who I think is a smart football coach, loses the team in the second half of the season, is fighting with a quarterback who makes a whole bunch of money. You know what I mean? Like, like think of that disaster there and how much talent uh, Arizona has. And then Cincinnati, the number one thing is you have Joe Burrow, who's a winner, who's a star quarterback. He has enough weapons around him to get the job done. But Zach Taylor is actually probably not like a great X's and O's coach. He got promoted, like I think, from quarterbacks coach or something like that. Yeah. Um, and it's more he makes being on the Bengals fun right and I think he doesn't wear on guys and I think he probably isn't I I think there's guys who Monday morning they flip on the film and they yell at all the players right and some of these guys go dude we're not gonna be perfect like it's a chaotic game or whatever um so I do I do think the the culture side you know matters a lot I think the other thing with O'Connell is you know those videos obviously we understand like that is not his entire speech they're they're cutting out certain parts. They're removing the, the swear words, yeah. Um, yeah. stuff like yeah. that. But I think you see, I know people have on Twitter put up like the Zimmer 
um, after games, after wins and O'Connell. And you're like, Zimmer's just matter of fact. He's like, good job. Won that game. We got a meeting tomorrow. And, and I do, I mean, I think there's guys who show up and just do work. I think especially veterans, like you think of someone like Harrison Smith's mentality, mm-hmm. like he's a really fun player. He, I think he's just about business. Like, I think he, you know what I mean? He treats it like a job. I think you think of guys like Eric Kendricks, who is so much joy. And again, a special player in his own right. Like, I think it wears on him probably to have even a defensive genius, but a guy kind of like that. And, and I think what O'Connell did well in building out his staff, I thought he was just going to have like little mini O'Connell's, right. You'd be like, you have Kevin O'Connell and that just kind of like guys like him. Wes Phillips is a very different personality. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously it comes from the pedigree of dad and, and grandpa were, were coaches and, and all that stuff. Um, certainly knows offense, but like, he's kind of this wry he's a really unique personality donatello is actually kind of if you like lined him and zimmer up their careers and even look at their ages and stuff and the both coach defense although coach it very differently but you'd be like oh this is zimmer guy but donatello's very different personality right kind of the zimmer skill set with with a different kind of mental approach and then you have matt daniels who who is like i just use the podium to like crack jokes (laughs) i mean like and also but by the way he is smart in his own right. He gets guys excited to play special teams, which sucks. Like you're not, you know, almost everyone on the special teams, except for, I guess the returners, I kind of like offensive linemen. You only notice them if they don't do their job. And he created a nickname for each of these guys. He drew up a play. I mean, this is according to him, of course, but like, we're like, how, how did, can I run that one back against Patriots? And he goes, ah, I just took a Sharpie and drew up a play. So he, ha- there's some genius in what he does. I think he instructs the players well, but think of how different those personalities are. And there's probably, if you're in that locker room, you probably identify with someone, someone on the mm-hmm. coaching staff. Yep. Right. And so I think he's done a good job. You know, I look at him like before the game, I don't know if you've noticed this, he greets every player individually and we've actually yeah. heard audio of that. Right. But I, I noticed that right away. I was like, and, and maybe Zimmer did that and I just didn't see it. But as they're stretching kind of has a little conversation with each guy. And I think if you can make each player feel like they're unique and special, right. Obviously Justin Jefferson is going to feel, feel that way. Kirk Cousins because of the quarterback position. Harrison Smith, because he's probably a Hall of Famer, right? But like, if you can make Chris Boyd and Josh Metellus and Johnny Munt, right, feel that way, you are going to get the best performance out of them. And that's maybe the genius of O'Connell in his, in his culture. Yeah, I think that's a nice way of, of kind of summing it up. Like, it's it's something that's pretty unquantifiable at the end of the day. Like, we can't say, like, number of humans talk to pregame yeah. equals number of wins, but you're a hundred percent right. Like if guys feel comfortable, if guys feel wanted, if guys feel valued, they're going to give just a little bit more. And that's, that's just a cold, that's like a stone cold fact. Like mm-hmm. if they feel that sort of like ownership to the team, they're going to give a little more to the team. I think mm-hmm. you're seeing that kind of play out week in and week out. But as we've kind of mentioned time and time again, like, you're going to need to run away with games. You're going mm-hmm. to need to like perform in moments that like the game is hanging in the balance and you can take it over. You got to mm-hmm. take it over because you can't let teams hang around. We saw it with Joe Burrow in, in the Cincinnati Bengals. You talked about Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. We saw it this week. They hung around with the chiefs. They won. They won at the mm-hmm. end. Kansas City didn't get the ball back. Saw it last night with Tom Brady. Like say what you want. Say he's washed. He's still Tom Brady and come fourth quarter and come playoffs. You you mean to tell me 
that if Tom Brady was playing quarterback for the Jets the other day, they wouldn't have won that game. They wouldn't have found a way to score a touchdown yeah, yeah, in that yeah. moment. They would have. So you need yeah. to find ways to take over games. But I think the fact that they continue to win these one-score games, they continue to have this, this culture and this clutchness about them, partially due to, to what O'Connell has done, partially due to kind of the results they've seen on the field, that's all going to help come playoff time. And, and I think it's something that they have prepared themselves for what will be inevitably tight games in the playoffs just because of how they've performed to this point. Yeah, I think I think one of the things is like you need to give people permission to fail, right? Like it, totally. talking about before that, you know, even the best players are going to be imperfect. I think he's done that around the goal line. And it's just like I Jordan Hicks, again, plays this important role as the linebacker in the defense. He just talks about like we just focus play to play. And I think you're allowed to do that if you're like, well, we screwed up because we're so far back in the end zone because we gave up 80 yards here. But that doesn't mean we have to get, you know, seed the rest of them. Right. And I think, you know, I, I think there's some permission to fail there. I think with Cousins, you can have two bad interceptions against Buffalo. You can have the bad interception and nearly another one against New England and, and come back and play well. Um, what the players have to understand, or maybe O'Connell has to articulate, is you also have the permission to fail in a situation where you're up 20, 20 to six. And we're trying to step on the gas. That means that does mean risky passes. That means, you know, you can't play conservative at that point. I don't know how to equate that to the defense, but that's that maybe is just the next step. And I think it's really interesting what you can evolve from Cousins, right? We knew in a little better situation, he'd probably perform a little better, but I don't think he's actually dramatically better. And he's actually selling people that he's like worse, right? He's like, mm-hmm. he, you look at his stats and stuff, it is. I still am convinced like that doesn't matter if you're good in situational play, but, you know, he, that is probably the next step is like you can throw an interception in the third quarter if you're trying to push the ball down the field to try to step on the gas as long as like that interception doesn't turn into a devastating series of events. And so, you know, that's probably the next step there is you have permission to fail even when you, you're not forced into making a play. No doubt. They're 9-0 in one-score games, though. You, you mentioned, obviously, empowering other players. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about one guy um, after the break. Um, he's become a small part of the offense, maybe someone they can use a little bit more, uh, more on that when we come back.